a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. You're locked on to Hans Solson and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right. Yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Kicking off your 1 o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Just get out of work. Just leave. Just go home. Go to a movie. Tell tell your tell your boss that you're going to, uh, you got a sales call in Utah County. And uh, just head over. Come stop by at MPS. Hans and I might even give you a donut. No, I mean, we're out of donuts. Never mind. <laughs> We'll give you some. Uh, give away our liquid gold. We got Swedish fish here. We got Twizzlers. Get out of my bag. You got a York. Wow, a York get, peppermint. Get patty. out of my bag. You hear that? That's all candy. Starburst. I have a sugar addiction. When's the last time you had a York peppermint patty? About five minutes before the show started. <laughs> you got in here early. <laughs> What else do we got in here? No, seriously, this is open to all of you that might want to come in and grab a piece of candy. We are loaded. Okay, uh, by the way, Tony Brown knows this well, and with his donuts, I'm just going to take a gander at these real quick. Is DJ there yet? Must not be. Um, we got regular glazed donuts. Yeah. We got maple bars and Bavarian cream. And some donut holes. And some donut holes. And I know... Where he gets these donuts from, it's the best donut place in Salt Lake City. So if you were going to do a power ranking on what you see here, what would you? how would you rank these? Bavarian, yeah. maple, regular, donut hole. That's about right. Is, that your per- is a Bavarian your perfect donut? Outside of a, a fritter? Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. I, I like a good apple fritter. Not big on a cherry fritter, but I'm... Very high on an apple fritter. Yeah. But a Bavarian cream will could, could get in a ring and hold its own against an apple fritter. All right. Joining us now, he is the radio voice of Ray Salt Lake right here on the uh, on KSL Sports. It is David James. DJ, how are you? Hey, David. Is this, is this a soccer show or a food show? What are we doing here? Soccer. Your per, well, your perfect donut, like the perfect donut, is what? Ooh. Ooh, the perfect donut. Interesting. As a kid, I was really partial to old-fashioned. But I am probably more into the chocolate donuts now, to be honest. So, like, just I a normal do donut with a chocolate glaze. I used to. Yeah. yeah. Or, or are you talking yeah, like a Dunford, like the chocolate and chocolate? Well, I am pretty partial to those, to be honest. I would probably take that over the glaze with the chocolate ice. 
Okay. Because, David, i got two Bavarians staring me in the face right now, and they are stuffed <laughs> to the brim. And these are Scotty and I's favorite donuts. Yeah, we have a, uh, a, a local law enforcement officer who listens to the show, and anytime we're on remote and he's in the general vicinity, brings, him donut, brings us donuts from a place that I will not name because... You know, I you know they don't advertise, but it is the best donut place. It's a really local mom pop place, a little hidden it. away. And this place is the best donut in Salt Lake City. And he knows it, and he brings it to us. And then we stare and salivate at these things for okay. three hours. Now, now I'm already regretting my answer because I think most people don't believe what I'm about to say is a donut. But if you say it is, then it changes my answer. Is a cinnamon roll a donut, or is it a cinnamon roll? No it's a cinnamon, cinnamon roll. roll. Yeah. I mean, I might okay, give you yeah. a fritter or a bear claw. Yes. Both you know, those are donuts. You know what? Yeah. That's the funny thing. My dad loved bear claws. I did not. I, I was not bear claw guy. Absolutely uh, the, not. I would absolutely the, do the chocolate donut over the bear claw. Absolutely. The, the cream cheese blueberry bear claw is a competitor. <laughs> that, that'll get in the, the ring and fight, but... <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> now I'm visualizing donuts with arms and legs fighting. That's pretty weird. That's a that's a pretty twisted dream right there. Hey, David, this is pretty exciting, man. We got RSL back on the station. It's fun because I get to uh, team up with RSL again. It's been a few years since I've done that. And we get to hear your voice on not only 97.5 and 1280, but 1160 as well. How exciting is that for you? It's, uh, it's going to be great. I'm going to need a roadmap before every game. I assume we'll go hard on the social media to let people know which yeah. signal for which game. Yep. Because I'm pretty sure if it's RSL versus the Aggies, Scotty makes sure the Aggies get whatever the best signal is. And then you get into that, engineering. That's I not true. No. <laughs> I couldn't stay awake in any of those classes. I don't understand how that works. I just take it at face value. I, I don't feel bad about this at all because all I ever get is Denver games on your channel. So <laughs> I don't want to hear so any of this, David. I, Lloyd, calm I down think, back there. I, I think there were. I think we televised seven Bronco games this year out of the seventeen. I'd have to look it up, but I'm not off by more than like one. Partly because they were given so many primetime games because everybody thought they'd be great with Russell Wilson. Yeah. That was that did not go well. Um, no, all right, so so expectations Funny how that's for fun back on you so poorly. I know, right? And here's the thing: out of control. The Aggies. All right, so let's just say this: you got a RSL game and a Utah State game. Utah State will always be on twelve eighty. RSL will be on ninety seven five. So there you go. Okay, I, did, I seriously, uh, seriously, one hundred percent. I didn't know that, so I figured I'd just take a shot at you. I wasn't I sure how this all all played out. I know there's the three signals, and I know that any game can be on one, two, or three of the signals. I guess. Yep. Yep. And again, follow the uh, KSL Sports on Twitter, uh, Ray Al Salt Lake on Twitter, and you'll get all the information you need to know on whether every game is uh, where they'll be at. So, right. let's, so uh, Saturday let's th- night, for instance, the Jazz are playing the Spurs Saturday night. That'll be on 97.5. No, the Jazz will be on 97.5. Uh, Ray Al will right. be on 1160 and 1280 a.m. Yep. Okay, there it is. Right. Okay, there we go. We got week one solved. How about that? There you go. So what to what are you what are your expectations for this team? I think is it safe to say they overachieved a bit last year or was that what you expected and what are your well, thoughts on this year? I, I think that um, given the way it played out with all the injuries last year, I think that depending on who you are, they either achieved right at or a little overachieved what was expected. Um, they had a big problem last year with where do the goals come from? And the answer had been Demir Krylock. He'd scored a career-high 16 goals the year before, and he scored one goal last year. He only started three games, mm-hmm. subbed in two others. Uh, he had a back problem, and then there was a, a nerve, and it's, it wasn't firing, and it, it deadened his leg, and it was bad. And so he had to have surgery, and he was out. He was just out. So he's back. He's not 100%, but as Pablo says, you can't be 100% until you played a bunch of games, and you can't play a bunch of games until he played a bunch of games. So he is, is in, he's ahead of where... Pablo thought he would be at this point, um, but you can't say he's 100% until he's got six, eight, ten games under his belt. So the goals can come there. They brought Savarino back mid-season last year, and he played well. So now with a full season and a training camp, there's more expected from him. Um, they have they have a really intriguing young prospect named Diego Luna, who we only saw flashes of last year, and they're still trying to figure out his best position. Historically, it had been the number 10 right in the middle of the park, but that's where Demir plays, and in camp, they put him over on the left side, and he did pretty well. So 
I, I think that it's mostly goals by committee, but they're really hoping that Savarino and, and Demir Krylock end up in double figures. And then I have a bunch of other guys who are in that seven, eight, nine goal category and try to piece it together that way. DJ, where did your love for soccer come from? Where did that start? Uh, that's funny. And usually, well, it comes from two places. One, my dad liked all sports. So we got, uh, <laughs> I'm old enough that we had a black and white TV when I was a kid. We got the color TV, the black and white TV went out in the yard. And dad would watch whatever was on. He turned on, he was, there were always projects. He had half an acre. There was always a fence to put up or whatever. There was always something. And so, but whatever game was on would be on. I mean, this is the days of antenna, pre-cable. We were out in the sticks. There was, my parents didn't get cable until I moved out of the house. And uh, so I remember the NASL being on. I remember the North American Soccer League, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, Pele's final game. I know we watched that while we were working on a project in the yard. Dad would watch whatever. But really, I didn't get locked in until the 94 World Cup. And that was, they brought the World Cup to the U.S. to get people like me, sports fans, who just didn't have a chance to watch it because in that era, it just wasn't on. And I watched the World Cup. I missed the first game. They, um, they played in Detroit, Pontiac Stadium, and uh, tied Switzerland, and I was at work. I can't remember what it was. And the second game I was off, and I thought, I'm going to watch. And it's U.S. and Columbia at the Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah. And the, the U.S. ends up winning 2-1. And exactly, the own goal. And there is a 30-for-30 30 30 that ESPN did that is one of the best pieces of reporting you could ever hope to see. It's called the Two Escobars. Yep. And the player is named Escobar, who scores the own goal, Andres Escobar. And then there's Pablo Escobar, the drug kingpin. And they go into how and why the um, soccer and the money that comes with soccer drew the drug lords to the sport. Basically, they used gates, the gate receipts where people pay cash to get into games to launder money. And they had a passion for it, too. And the reporting, I'm telling you, it is A++. It is Excellent. Um, but anyway, so that, that World Cup and that game started getting me sucked in. It was the World Cup, and then it was World Cup qualifying. Major League Soccer came along, and, and it, I just I didn't know the players. I didn't know the rivalries. Of course, they weren't. It was a branded league. They really weren't rivalries. And it didn't really get me. And then the team debuted here, and I saw the 20,000 people there, and I saw the ratings on the Saturday Night Show. It's like, well, I like soccer, but now, MLS, now that MLS has a team here, it's a thing. And it's... Um, I think it's really what we see in all sports. I think it was noticeable in soccer because the league started up. But PK said for a long time, it doesn't look like a great baseball town, but if we had an MLB team, it would become a great baseball town quickly, or maybe even yeah. immediately. Oh, yeah. Because once you, have, once you have a team that's mine, and you can go to the games, and you get to know the guys, and you just you can't get there. It's hard to go back to that Bronco thing. They're the ones here that people watch the most, but there's so much resentment of seeing the Broncos. Even if they're on Monday Night Football, there's nothing anyone can do about it. Oh, it's the Broncos again. Because they're not our team. They don't play in our town. They don't talk to our media. They don't go on our radio stations and our websites and our TV stations. And so they're not ours. And that's what leads to that resentment. So there you go. How I got sucked into soccer. There you go. You know, the interesting thing, too, is and this is why, you know, you go back to 2005. But I remember I was doing a Saturday show on the old 1280. And um, and I was doing it solo. It was only for two hours and, you know, just trying to get reps and try to get better and stuff. And I remember going through the Tribune that morning and seeing a story. Um, and I, or maybe it was the D News. I don't know. But, where it, but it was uh, James Edwards, you know, longtime mm-hmm. writer, you know, beat, uh, high school beat guy. Yeah. And it had a little blurb, had a little blurb in the in the paper, and it wasn't page one. It was down there ways where that it appeared that that Salt Lake City was going to get a major league soccer team. And I remember thinking, is this really going to work? And I remember about the same time the Garfs brought the Utah Blaze to Salt Lake City as well, and it was like neck and neck, like Arena Football and MLS. It was just like that's kind of how we had them pigeonholed is. Two really, you know, nice things, but are they really going to last? And sadly, arena football didn't. And to think that at one point we kind of had those as equals, arena football and Major League Soccer. And now you look at a beautiful stadium in Sandy, a championship in, uh, I think, 09, a lot of great history. I mean, it's really remarkable how this community's really embraced, uh, really embraced uh, that, yeah. that soccer team and MLS overall. 
Well, uh, I think we've been lucky in that the team has really been pretty good uh, most of the time. There have been a couple blips, a few seasons missed the playoffs, but they've been in the playoffs way more often than not. Um, and that, I think, has helped. There have been a few people, and obviously it was Beckerman and Romando for a long time, but there have been other players who've been here a long time that they've been able to bond with, and, and I think that's made all the difference. You know, and I think they've got guys this year from from Demir to Justin Glad to Jefferson Savarino who people know and they can bond with. Um, there's a guy, um, watch for Brian Ojeda, defensive midfielder. He's really good. Now, you know, midseason they're going to have to decide something and there's going to be a huge transfer fee, and so we'll see how it goes. And I really couldn't tell you how it's going to play out. Um, He's, he's a guy who – he played a few games at the end of last year. He came last summer of the transfer window um, and played a few games at the end of the year. But he's really good, and I think they expect big things out of him. Um, you know, as far as your earlier question, which I think I got derailed on and didn't fully answer, Scotty, you know, there are going to be they're, – they're going to be good, but halfway through the season – people, including me, will say, look, there's nine teams within like six points of each other. And anything, it happens every year. It's a salary cap league. There's so much parity. There's a lot of comparisons to the NBA. Salary cap league, look how much parity. You can say that with the Jazz right now. They're, yeah. you know, they improve two games. They improve uh, three spots. And they will be out of the play and straight into the playoffs in the 60s. But if they drop three games in the standings, they'll be 13th in the West mm-hmm. behind the Lakers. And that is probably how it'll, how it'll stack up, is that RSL will probably end up in that group in the middle. And for whatever reason, we could come up with theories forever and probably debate it and still not have a definitive answer. More often than not, in that struggle in the middle, RSL has come out in better shape than most. It's tense, and those last month or two, you're not really sure. And it hasn't always worked out, but usually, including last year, it works out. And they, they thumped Portland here, you know, in the finale last year, and they got in the playoffs. They were the seventh and final team in. Now, there's a bigger playoff format. There's nine teams, which as PK pointed out with Pablo, well, that's great. It makes it easier to make the playoffs, but it makes the stakes higher because if it's easier to make the playoffs than you don't, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there is that element to it. Um, but I would think that they are in the playoffs. The teams that you normally look at as being awesome – um, Seattle and LAFC, they've each, they've each missed the playoffs recently. Seattle missed them last year for the first time. So even when you think, hey, that team's great, they might miss the playoffs. The Galaxy, had missed, the LA Galaxy had missed multiple times. I mean, if you took the last five years, would you rather be rooting for RSL or rooting for the LA Galaxy? Well, the reflex reaction of these, well, the Galaxy, obviously, and then you look at the results of the last five years, it's like, no, the Jazz. There's the Jazz. RSL. I mean, they've made it four years out of five. And the Galaxy haven't. And they've been to a Western Conference final, and when the Galaxy do get in, they usually go out pretty quick. So it's hard to know there's a lot of parity in a salary cap-driven league. But I, I would put ourselves in that group in the middle and probably a little better. Now, that should get you above ninth. You shouldn't be squeaking in. I think making the playoffs is one thing, but the real goal is to avoid that play-in game, and you want to be in the top seven. So, David, uh, it's been a while since I've really followed RSL there was a time where I worked with them on their former network and really covered them close. And in that time, Portland was kind of their rival. In fact, I went to a playoff game in Portland and had a blast just kind of watching it and kind of fell in love with it. It's a great environment, but who is, who is their current rival? Who's the one that there's some bad blood and maybe some hate on the pitch. For a long time, it was sporting Kansas city and a lot of players on both teams have moved on. So it has cooled a bit because the people who really didn't like each other are now retired. And they really, it was personal. They really didn't like each other. So I think Portland and Seattle, because they've had recent playoff games, and with Portland, they both knocked each other out of the playoffs. Two years ago, Portland knocked RSL out in the Western Conference Final. And before that, Portland had knocked, or RSL had knocked Portland out in a home game, uh, I think now three years ago. Um, Portland missed the playoffs last year. It was shocking, but it happened. Um, so I would think uh, I would probably go Portland one but I mean people love to beat LA but the truth is it's not a rivalry with LAFC because LAFC has routinely beaten RSL except the one time they met in the playoffs the most important meeting RSL won that game which is what gives it its juice because 
LAFC fans, I, even though they won, they won it all last year. They won the LMLS Cup, and I, I think they're still pissed about losing to home to RSL four years ago. Is it four years ago now? It's all running together. I'd love to help you out on that one, but I can't. So you can't. Yeah, <laughs> I will someday. Uh, all right, so. <laughs> I'm working on it. All right, so uh, before I let you go, what can we expect? Uh, I've not met Jay. I've heard him on the air a little bit, but uh, uh, what kind of uh, what, what kind of analysis we get from him, and uh, how's that broadcast going to sound tomorrow? I will tell you that the first time I talked to Jay Nolly in person, he was a backup goalkeeper for RSL. He was standing against one of those metal roll-up doors at the south end of the old end zone at the Utes, back when they played there. Okay. And I walked up to him with the camera, cameras, and the photographer's walking right behind me over my right shoulder. And I walked up, Jay Nolly, David Jansen, Channel 2, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the camera comes out, and I goes, Jay, I want you to know I hate you. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he said, because you went to the University of Indiana, and who did you beat in the NCAA title match? And he looked at me, and he goes, you see Santa Barbara? I said, that's right, you did, and I will never forgive you. And so Jay and I struck up a friendship at that moment. <laughs> it's a true story. UCSB, my school, my alma mater, who's won two championships ever. They won a soccer title after that. But at that point, they'd only won one water polo in 79. Right there in the final. And Jay Nolly was the goalkeeper who stopped them. Horrible, hideous moment. I finally forgave him. So uh, we've gotten along forever. He's filled in on some of the TV broadcasts when Dunny was doing national TV stuff. So he and I have worked together. Uh, former goalkeeper, knows the game, knows the league, played it. Uh, I was on a phone call with him yesterday. You, they do a prep with all the TV and radio guys. So Pablo comes on with the games on Apple TV. So the two guys are going to call it in English. The two guys are going to call it in Spanish. The two guys are call it in French. And Jay and I are all there. And uh, right away, other broadcasters, former players are like, Jay Nolly, what are you doing? I mean, he's still totally wired into the soccer world. So it'll be, it'll be good. He and I will fit together pretty, pretty easily. I just have to get used to the radio, not the TV. He's been doing the radio for years. So he's yeah. totally up to speed. Awesome. Well, we're fired up. Uh, coming up tomorrow should be a lot of fun. And, uh, again, your new radio home for Real Salt Lake right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone, as well as 1160 AM as well. So thank you, DJ. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. And, uh, Hans, I look forward to talking donuts and soccer with you on a regular basis. We're going to do it, man. We'll call it DNS every morning with DJ and PK. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks. <laughs> You got it. Donuts, donuts and, and soccer. soccer. <laughs> donuts and soccer daily with Hanson Scotty. I think we're on to something there. <laughs> I don't mind it. How's the Bavarian? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 Scotty. Oh, man. Looks good. All right. 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Again, you'll hear that game coming up tomorrow, 1280 a.m. and 1160 a.m. Your home for Real Salt Lake on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We're out and about today, hands here at NPS, their industrial location, and uh, all kinds of good stuff going down here where we can uh, save people a ton of money. They've got everything. Just looking across the showroom floor, they got everything. It's incredible, Scotty. You've got hunting knives right here in front of us. They've got ammo right here in front of us. They've got all kinds of sporting goods from fishing poles to different wakeboards to snowboards to skis. We went back in the back section, tools, and it's impressive because these things are at such a discount. So we've got Gio hanging out with us from NPS. Gio, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Good. You love doing radio. Uh, this is my first time. So oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we can tell you're not overly thrilled about doing this. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. How long have you been working with MPS? Um, this is my third day, but two years ago. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, so tell me why. And you're three days here. <laughs> so tell me why you, people should come down here and check out the NPS. I mean, honestly, we, we get a lot of cool stuff out here. I bought a pretty cool airsoft gun a couple years ago. It's a CO2 one. I don't know. It's just we just get a lot of cool, interesting stuff. And I have a lot of deer in my backyard. Help <laughs> that. Um, we have bow and arrow right now. If you want to go buy one, I might, I might look at that too. You do have bow and arrow. Yeah. Uh, I did see that. In case you don't want to actually shoot a deer, you can actually buy a deer mount. You can buy bullhorn mounts. 
I saw those. If you wanted to throw them on your Cadillac, be a little bit of a boss hog. I like it. Yeah. You, you, you've got that ability. It, it, the point is, we want you to come down and check out this industrial location. This industrial location is very unique in according to the NPS stores. The other three locations, which one is right across the, the road from us, the other one is in Layton, the other one is in Orem. They are great with clothes and shoes, and they've got grocery stores attached. Gio, you can find anything you need to find, and you're going to be able to find it at those discounts. How do you mark down stuff as much as you mark it down? Um, just just make the magic happen, man. I mean, I don't, you just got to get lucky, to be honest. Uh, actually, when we opened up the one in Layton, I bought a cool pair of Nike shoes. And, I mean, we get packages from everything. And so I'm not sure if you guys like like sneakers. There's this app called the Go app, and they verify sneakers. And I bought a 300 pair. Oh, those tennis shoes cost 300 dollars, but I bought them over there for 50 dollars. That's no kidding. And it had the certification that it's, that it's real over there in, in that box. That's what it's all about, and that's what I'm finding at NPS. Between 30 to 70 percent off things marked down. They buy it on Overstock. They buy unclaimed shipments, they put it on their warehouse floors, they mark it down, and they move it out. And so it feels like a new store almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And like Gio, you could come in and find a pair of shoes that might run through in a bucks. you're going to get it for 50 bucks. Um, you can buy TVs, you can buy air fryers, you can buy griddles, you can buy anything when you come down to NPS. We just want you to check it out. Find it at NPS Store.com. Gio, thank you. Thank you. 1601 Empire Road here in Salt Lake. Come by, hang out with us. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on Rival with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Jeremiah Jensen walking into the studio. I think you want him in the lottery. I'm not going to sit here and try to rationalize the idea of being in the play-in and all that kind of stuff and being that being valuable experience for this mm-hmm. team. You know, if they earn it and they go and get it, so be it. Where this franchise is right now, and I think the, the decisions made at the trade deadline signal where they want this to go. Okay, let's be honest. And so let's, let's get there. I think it's all about the future right now. Uh, you have discovered some pieces that matter. Lowry Markkinen is an all-star starter. He can be a cornerstone for your franchise. I believe they still need a number one. I think Lowry is an elite two. Maybe you know. I, I, I just I think that if you want to win a championship, you need one more guy. You need one more alpha. It's unrivaled afternoons from three to six, presented by G Two G Bars. Perfect for anyone who needs a quick, tasty, and nutritious boost. On ninety-seven five, the KSL Sports Zone. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. Good, the bad, the ugly right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hands, it appears that the Atlanta Hawks are going to have their coach here pretty soon, and it appears that coach will be Quinn Snyder as they are progressing in talks to make him the franchise next head coach and anticipate that that could be resolved as early as this weekend. The Hawks fired Nate McMillan, but here's the thing. You got Quinn Snyder, who has been off for a year, but Quinn Snyder is still under contract with the Utah Jazz. Um, It'll be interesting to see the Jazz, and you just, you know, on the heels of the Sean Payton news, a very similar situation. Um, if the Hawks will be willing to give up compensation to the Utah Jazz. If the Jazz, now look, the Jazz could be Mr. Nice Guy and say, nope, you know what, uh, we'll go ahead and waive that and allow you to hire him. But if the Jazz want to stick to their guns, there could be some level of compensation coming back to the Jazz for the serve, for Atlanta to hire Quinn Snyder. What does that come down to the relationship between Quinn and the organization when he left? Or does that come down to... The generosity of Ryan Smith, or does that what? What is what leads to that decision? Uh, it's a great question because you know I, I I go back to the Sean Payton New Orleans Saints Denver Bronco thing where 
Sean Payton and the former G or the current GM of the New Orleans Saints, they're good friends, and and I'm sure deep down he wanted to let Sean Payton go and be a coach. But also, you have a due diligence to your organization to say, look, if you want one of our guys, you have to give us something, even if it's just cash considerations. Like there has to be something there. And now, look, Quinn might go to Ryan Smith and say, hey, look, you know, you guys are in a fun, better place. I'm in a better place. Can we just? Let me move on, and Ryan might say, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Um, all I know, if it was me, I would be like, yeah, I'll let you go, but I'm going to need something. I'm just I'm not going to let you sign off and ride off into the sunset over to Atlanta to become their next head coach less than a year after leaving my organization. Um, but then again, maybe I'm a little bit more petty and vindictive than most people. But I do think you owe it to your organization, whether it's a, a cash, you know, like a, a check, or a draft pick or something, it would be one of those two things, either a draft pick or or cash considerations. Like, I'm getting something out of it. If for any other reason, just to continue to generate the perception that you're not a pushover. Exactly. Exactly. You're not going to be taken advantage of. Yeah. And this isn't a, I don't, you know, I wouldn't anticipate this is a Danny Ainge thing. This would be a Ryan Smith thing. But that would be my thought. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out for sure. And again, I think it goes back to how things kind of unraveled and came to the decision that you're moving on from your two all-stars, eventually your third all-star, and moving on from Quinn Snyder. I can tell you that the the Jazz offered Quinn Snyder a contract extension that would have put him in the top two or three highest-paid coaches in the NBA. And Quinn turned it down. So the the resources were there for Quinn Snyder to be remain the next head coach, um, and a at a very very high monetary value. And Quinn wanted to move on, which is totally fine, and that's his right. Totally respect that. However, if he's going to be a coach with another NBA team less than a calendar, you know, less than a year after leaving the Jazz, then yeah, the Jazz should get something out of that for sure. I think that's completely fair. All right, there's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Ole Miss basketball team just fired Kermit Davis there. Oh, head not coach. Kermit Davis. Yeah, Kermit's dead. One week left in the regular season. Oh, his, his career with Ole Miss is dead. <laughs> yeah. You need to clarify. His career is dead. Kermit Davis, just a week left in the regular season, and they decide to fire him. They're going to put Win Case in as the interim head coach. Win Case. Uh, Kermit Davis has been around. Uh, the, he was an assistant at the University of Idaho, was an assistant at Utah State from 94 to 96 uh, with Larry Stacy. then was the head coach at the University of Idaho, floated around to LSU, Middle Tennessee, and then at Ole Miss for the last five years before well, he was getting a, shown the door. He was in Middle Tennessee for, what, 14 years, 15 years? He was at Middle Tennessee. Yeah, for a 02 long time. to 2018. Yep, long time. So then he ends up at Ole Miss, and as Scotty mentioned, he's put some years together. Actually, made it to the NCAA tournament his first year with Ole Miss, but the consecutive years following, he's gone 22 and 47 in SEC play, and has not found his way back to the tournament. Ole Miss is currently two and thirteen in SEC play. They're ten and eighteen overall, but they're two and thirteen in SEC play. And they've said, "Yeah, we've seen enough, Kermit. Time for you to go seek another log to sit on. <laughs> time for you to go find another pig to sing to." Oh, boy. keep going. Yeah, you want to? What else you got? You know that career is somewhere over the rainbow by now. <laughs> Time for you to find another video game avoiding cars and was that? Oh, you going Frogger? Wow! Oh, was that didn't have anything to do with Kermit? No, no I don't think so. <laughs> oh, reaching there. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not that bad of a reach. Kermit is a frog, Lloyd. Well, if you wanted to go back to the he's dead, then sure, Frogger works. I hated that game. I sucked at that one. Well, if he stays true to his profession, he could be a reporter. Because Kermit was a reporter, wasn't he? Kermit. The frog. Was he a reporter? 
Oh, by by trade, I think Kermit was a reporter. Uh, I did not know that. Kermit the Frog, reporting live from Is that not? Huh? Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> go, Lloyd, go. You've that's done it. You've got, got it. That's all I oh, got. That's, a, that's all you got. Hey, Ker- uh, Kermit the Frog here. <laughs> so, um, there is a former SID at Weber State. His name's Brad Larson. Uh, ran the SID department at Weber State. One of the best dudes out there. And um, anyway, I was. we were at the NCAA tournament, I want to say in 2005, 2006. DJ will tell you this story. DJ tells it way better than I do. And anyway, I'm in the hotel room. David James is there in the hotel as well. And DJ calls my hotel room and he goes, get down to the hotel bar right now. It's karaoke night. I'm like, I don't do karaoke. And he's like, no, I'm, I don't want you to do karaoke. I'm not doing karaoke. You have to come down here. So I come. So we go down to the bar, and Brad Larson, who's the SID at Weber State, gets up to the hotel bar, and there are a bunch of drunk. The people are drunk. There's a lot of college basketball fans. It is a tough crowd. Mm-hmm. They are drunk. They are angry, probably because their team lost, but it is a tough crowd. And Brad Larson gets up. The SID. The SID at Weber State. And he does the Rainbow Connection in the voice of Kermit the Frog. The whole thing. The whole thing in the voice of Kermit the Frog. And it brings the house down. That is, you're, you kid, there's no way. Lloyd, call DJ Pe- back right now. People cheered? Cheered. They lost their minds over it. He did Rainbow Connection in the yes. Kermit voice. I'm telling you, Lloyd, you got it. You got to get and DJ back. And he showed his face in the office the next oh, day? Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. DJ told me to come down because he does it everywhere. Like, DJ was telling me to get down there because I needed to see this to actually believe it. Oh, my gosh. And he's not with Utah State anymore? No, he's with Weaver, he was with Weaver State. He retired uh, a few years ago. And I'm telling you, you would love this guy. He's one of the best dudes out there. You think he's still doing it? Uh, I'm sure. I mean, but I like the first time he starts singing, I'm like, no, tell me you're not doing this. Tell me you're not doing it. And then he hits his stride, and he goes, and it's like, holy crap, this is awesome. All right, David James joins us. I know DJ, you joined us earlier in the show. We got off on the rails. We got off the rails a little bit. Kermit Davis got fired at Ole Miss, and it led to me telling the story of you calling me in Boise, telling me to come down and see Brad Larson sing the Rainbow Connection. And Hans cannot does not believe that he brought the house down that night. That was an A plus plus. It was so good. I'd heard it once before. I'd heard him do it once before. That was the second time. And then when Ron McBride got hired, not only did he bring the house down that night, if I not only made you watch it, there were a couple other people I made watch it. And there's an outside chance that Nate Dowdle was in that group, but I can't remember exactly who was on that trip. We were up in the NCAA tournament in Boise. Yep. We were in a hotel that wasn't downtown, and we were bored. Oh, were we bored. There was nothing around us. There was nowhere to walk. There was nothing to do. So bored. And then I, he's going to sing. Get down here. So um, I remember the people from Pitt were at another yes. table and gave him a standing ovation. So and then Pitt, everybody they had to just leave, l- and I said, we can't leave. We have to stay and watch the next person fail miserably. They're literally going to die on stage. And it was horrific because Brad was so good, you didn't want to follow him. Come on. No, Pitt had just lost to Pacific in the first round of the tournament. So there were all these Pitt fans that were drunk and angry. And they, and I'm like, I'm like, this is not going to end well for anybody because they are drunk and they are ticked off. And Brad Larson tears it up with Kermit the Frog. Well, I don't. What, there's some about DJ being in the bar, seeing the lineup, and seeing the Brad's going to be singing, and then calling everybody. I, be like, you got to get think, down here. I think I was told by somebody at Weber State. I think. Oh. And that set it. That set it off. Because otherwise, I mean, you can't get everybody together in like three minutes because you find out somebody's going to be up singing on stage. You know, so I think there was someone that Brad was gonna was gonna do this. But the best part, I don't know if Scotty knows this part of the story, is that Ron McBride gets hired at Weber State, and there was a phenomenal amount of enthusiasm for his first home game, and they're gonna pack the stadium. And Brad told me that it was gonna be either the second biggest crowd ever or the biggest crowd since like some game in 1970 or something. I'm I'm looking around, I'm like, we that's the days of film. We got no film. We got nothing. I called in for photos. I think maybe there was one photo of the stadium full floating around at Weber State. And Brad was literally one of the few eyewitnesses. And so I went up there and interviewed him. 
And I did a straight interview about, hey, you know, this is the first, you know, everyone's excited for Mac, and he talks about that. And the last time, and he said, whatever, whoever the opponent was, for whatever reason, the stadium was full and did that. And so I got whatever I needed about the game for the story. And then I said something about, you know, the stadium would only be that full again when you sing Rainbow Connection in your Kermit the Frog voice. And he laughed. I said, give us a little bit right now. And so he does a verse on camera with the camera rolling. And I'm trying not to laugh. It's so good. And then he starts laughing, and he walks off camera, and uh, and he says, "I'm n- oh, you're not going to air that." And I, I grab the mic as he as he walks away. I've got the mic, and I spin in front of the camera. I said, "Brad, get now." I'm standing in front of the camera. I said, "Brad, get back over here." And he comes back laughing. I said, "What did you say?" He said, "You're not going to air that." I said, "Brad, not only am I going to air that, I'm going to air this." And now, as I've always wanted to say. Back to you, David. And we ran it on Talking Sports as the bite of the week. And I literally threw back to myself after that and then thanked myself. Good work, David. Excellent work by Brad. It's so good I put it on TV. He's so good at it. And it's funny you bring this up because like a month ago, he's retired now. He's retired for years. And I talked to him, I don't know, every few months. And, uh, and I'm talking to him and I said, could you still do that? He says, no, nah, I'm old. The pipes are gone. I couldn't do that. I'm like, I bet you could. Goes, well, maybe, but... I've retired. I don't tour anymore. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get him That's to do it cra- again. One of the craziest things hands. I've ever seen. 100% hands. He hit it out of the park. He was in the Kermit voice and on key for the whole song. It's incredible. And there is no chance you would want to follow him at karaoke ever if he nailed that song the way he did that night. If you were at some wedding and the karaoke was taken over, you'd be like, no, I'm not going there. And you're right. a showman. You like to go up there. You're the guy who yeah. made, a, made a name balancing the table on his chin. You yep. like that stuff, and I'm telling you, you wouldn't follow him. He crushed it. <laughs> oh, man, I stand corrected. I don't oh, believe man. it. There you go. If, if cell phone cameras were around, I'd have video of it. It was unreal. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, everybody would. Everybody would see it, believe it, and it'd go viral because it's oh, yeah. really, really good. Yeah. I've you watched know, a lot of karaoke. Ring- yeah, there's something about Rainbow Connection in the Kermit the Frog voice, but then to have someone with a grown man do yep. it. Oh, with yeah, a, by a grown hilarious. man. Yeah, and, and Brad, Brad's a grown-ass man. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. He is, and he's on stage, and he's leaning over the mic, and he's cupping his hands over the mic. And I mean, he's selling it like he's uh, Celine Dion singing the Titanic song. I mean, he sells it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, yeah, there's our guy singing oh, Rainbow yes. Connection. Anyway. Yep. DJ, thanks right, so much, well, man. Appreciate it. Another... Another phone call, another cinnamon roll. If you need me again in the next hour, that's another done. We got your back. All right, brother. All right, Hanson Scotty, coming up next. Whole World News Straight, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Joined by Randy Ray, former Weber State men's basketball coach, one of your former players, Damian Lillard. If he did leave Portland, would the Warriors and Jazz go to the top of the list? You know, I think so. I do know this, that when he came out, kind of his wish list was to play for Jerry Sloan at Utah or Greg Popovich at San Antonio, because that's who he is. He's an old school, tough, competitive guy, and he wanted to play for guys like that. But I think if the situation ever occurred and he had a chance to be in Utah, you know, if he wanted to jump and wanted to make a move, I would think they'd be close to the top of the list because he loves it there. They got such a good program, such a good culture there. I think that would be something he'd be probably pretty interested. Again, I'm not speaking for him. We haven't talked about it, but my guess would be that, yeah. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai, Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Looking for the latest on the Jazz, Utes, Cougars, and Aggies? Yeah, we've got you covered. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of Whole World News, brought to you in part by Remedical, Utah's only physician-owned and operated wellness clinic offering ED treatments. It's discreet, non-invasive, and customized for your need. Visit remedical.com today. All right, let's get into the nitty-gritty because Lloyd is being a jerk back there. So this man named Elvis Francois, he lives on Dominica. It's a small island in the Caribbean. Okay. Sometime around the early parts of December, he was on his boat cleaning it. 
the boat detached from the dock before he realized that he was in the middle of the ocean and a storm hit him. It pushed him all the way down to close to Columbia. So he's in the middle of the ocean and can't get his boat redirected. Yes. And he is stranded. He ends up floating in the ocean for 24 days before he was saved with only really with only one thing to eat but two spices. And this is why Heinz is now actively searching for this guy. Heinz Ketchup, the Heinz Corporation, is trying to find this man to give him a brand new state-of-the-art boat. Whoa! Because the only thing he had to survive on was Heinz Ketchup and a couple of spices. So he had a big thing of, of Heinz Ketchup that he survived on for 20 four days so my question to you and lloyd you're stranded you're on a boat you're in the middle of the ocean what condiment would you choose to survive on it's your primary source of nutrients yes and you've got two spices that you can throw on the condiment but that's all you have to survive on what condiment like i thought i think there's a lot of good reasons for ketchup but at the same time, man, I, can you imagine the heartburn that's eventually going to come from ketchup? Nonstop okay. ketchup. Oh, all right. Geez. How about washing it down with salt water? Uh, okay. <laughs> you can't do anything spicy. Oh, because well, I was going to go like, can a salsa count? Yes, but not a chunky salsa. <laughs> okay. You can't, you can't have like, substance. So just blend it up. Yeah. It's like got, essentially like uh, taco sauce in the packets. Alberta's. Sasa. Sign me up. I'll take that. The green? The green, yeah. An I feel like that's going to dehydrate you. Oh, you're going to get so you're going to go so, you're going to get sick. Yeah, you're not going to make it. Cuz it's not on a burrito. That's just <laughs> you're chugging sauce. I'm not what do you want me to drink? Like ranch dressing? Like That's a, that sounds even gross. Like a spoon and uh, some mayonnaise? Oh, mayonnaise. Give me some miracle whip. I'll oh, take some miracle. Oh, Lloyd. Oh, Lloyd. Give it to me. Now you're just trying to make us mad. You're not going to make it to 24 days. And the people that find you to save you are going to be like, nah. Nope. Nope. You stay on your boat, you moron. You and your mayonnaise. Your miracle whip. Miracle whip. Um, I've thought long and hard about this. And I'm going to go back to old school, small town, Idaho boy, Hans. And I'm going to go with good old-fashioned bullseye barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> bold-style sauce. Sauce. Bar- <laughs> I, I think I'm going to do a, a bold and, and creamy bullseye. Maybe some Lowry seasoned salt. <laughs> with a, yeah, with some Lowry. Man, you guys are going way tangy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think well, he was they- lucky because I, I think he got the what would be probably the best one for you. Oh, man. It's going to do the least damage. The ketchup. It's got to be. What was that extremely salty? There was a a salty candy that um, all of my friends would bring in to school. And I can't remember the name of it. It was from Mexico. It's a salt candy packet that was so salty. I could see you sprinkling that on your salsa. (laughs) 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 <laughs> your green salsa. So, Lloyd, you are not going Miracle Whip. Would you please give us the straight story? You're not taking I'm, Miracle Whip. I, if I had my choice, I'm going with the ketchup. I would get, I would take what this guy had. I think I'd be like this guy has the, 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 the best one. Well, apparently I want to sign up with somewhere that's going to give me a new boat when it's all said and done. Well, and that's the whole story. Heinz has put out an all-points bulletin across the world trying to find this guy. They've been searching for him. On the different Caribbean islands, they can't find him. Are we sure that he made it back? Oh, yeah, because he's in a video with the Colombian Navy that that saved him. And This this sounds like they're not – if they really want to find this guy, they could find him. Like, I I don't think they're really putting – I think the the story is, well, we want to give him a boat. Yeah, right. They're not – I I don't think they're really trying to find him all that hard. No, they've got his face. They've got his age. They've they've put it out on all their social media. Well, then the guy's dead. From too much ketchup. Well, <laughs> he's not dead from the trip. Okay, so here it is, Scotty. This is what he 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 wrote the word help on his boat. 
And in ketchup? Mayonnaise. <laughs> 24 days in the water, and this is what he had. A large bottle of ketchup, garlic powder, and a, and a, uh, garlic, and a soup packet. A soup... Um, yeah, like a dry mix. A dry mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dry mix soup packet. All right. Yeah, you make that work. The Whatever the soup spices... Uh, garlic powder might be one I'd take. Yeah, garlic salt maybe. Yeah, put a little garlic po- powder or garlic yep. salt on my bullseye I, 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 sauce. I, I considered that. <laughs> Your bullseye. All right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. We're out and about today here at NPS Hands and saving people all kinds of money here. National product sales. You've heard NPS, I'm sure. National product sales. I call it a nice place to save. Some see, say a nice place to shop. Whatever it is, you have to get out here and take a look at this. And, Scotty, you can kind of see that in this industrial store, this is kind of our demo. It's kind of our, our people. It's middle-aged males that are looking for a good discount on a tire, maybe a power tool, maybe some type of stand-up vacuum. Look at that vacuum this gentleman's walking Wow. 30, 30 to 70% off on that. But you find things that... As Scotty said, you didn't know you need. You find things that you know you need. If you're a mechanic and you know tool prices are insane, the industrial location down here has all kinds of tools. Come down and save insane amounts of money on the tools. But right across the street, you've got the clothing, the bedding. You've got, I I talked about it when I was there. You've got designer purses, designer watches. You've even got wigs. Remember, they set me in the wigs department. <laughs> I was in the wigs department. You got wigs. You got grocery stores. So inflation is hitting all of us. How do you save? You can save by shopping at NPS. Find all the locations at NPSstore.com. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Craig Bullerjack joins us next. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.